The presidential motorcade had just passed through heavy crowds in downtown Dallas and was circling through the fringes of the business district when three shots suddenly rang out. Destroying the media lies and dismantling the narratives. One story at a time. It's the Adrian Slate Show. Hey guys, it's Fox 5 reporter Sierra Fox. Right now I am here with Abby and Lucy. They're outside of Happy Grooming, just got beautiful and they feel good. Their tails are wagging. Today my story is about how pet groomers don't have to have any sort of licensing or regulations to some pet owners after hearing that that's concerning so i'll have more details for you about this coming up at four five and six bye guys and then abby bit her on the nipple and lucy pissed on her leg what oh <laughs> oh no that didn't really happen um you know that is sierra fox from fox 5 washington dc and while she's certifiably hot i mean she gets the last name Fox for a reason. She's kind of smoking. Um, she's completely wrong. She's an idiot on this. And look, just truth be known, I prefer the blondes. I mean, she's, you know, brunette, striking, tan. She's pretty hot. But my first exposure to the scantily clad female body was the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders of the late 70s. So I like them a bit curvy. But not the, not the curvy that you hear of in the news today. Not the Lizzo body positivity curvy of the oblong shape. I'm talking not about the 15 days to flatten that freaking curve. I'm talking about shapely but not a beanpole kind of woman. But, you know, she is out there talking about, you know, how the dog groomers need to be licensed. I'm going to give you examples of, of socialist and progressive government stupidity that always has unintended consequences. I mean, what are you going to get out of the dog groomer being licensed? Well, we want to make sure that the trimmers are nice and, and uh, sterilized and clean. While five minutes later, Fido is going to go roll around in her own crap out there in the, in the field. We want to make sure that we don't get those, you know, that soap in her eyes. It's a dog. You know what's going to really make or break that business um, if they're not living up to their own standards? The lack of business that will come along with it. All right, that's, that's how that's going to work. I mean, being credentialed is different than being government licensed. Being credentialed is typically something maintained by an organization of the professionals in that field. They maintain a standard. You have to obtain that standard. You receive that credential. You get credibility. Government licensing? That's just them going, hey, you're going to have to meet these standards, which a lot of them are so, uh, they're, they're so across the board that they can't really fit every need of every type of business, even though they try. You know, the code section says, well, we just need cleanliness here, and then certain areas get hit harder than others. You know, the, the same person who's doing hairdressing is having to also uh, have the same standards applied to the nail technician, you know, or the esthetician or the, the eyebrow threader. I mean, it's ridiculous. And many times it's a government employee that doesn't even know the 
the field in which they're regulating. You know, I mean, how many times have they hired some poorly paid government hack to come out to enforce standards upon your business without even having a good working knowledge of the business that they're regulating? You may have some 25-year-old kid who gets a job at the municipal government, and he's maybe with, like, what, permits and inspections. He's looking at your plans for your new house, and um, he doesn't have the first bit of architecture experience or having any sort of knowledge on building a home. I mean, sometimes you have the 65-year-old lady who's working for the health department that's never worked in a restaurant and just, you know, comes in dictating the standards. Um, But they don't always understand the restaurant because although some of them, some of the ideas and some of the concepts do fall into line to where that they can cover a good swath of the health regulations. Some of them are very indicative to the restaurant itself. I mean, we had a situation years ago with the sushi restaurant, you know, sushi bar portion of our restaurant. And you have these health department come out, uh, these health department people would come out and we would do all of this great cleanliness. I mean, we even, we subcontracted a consulting firm that would come out and do mock health exercises health inspections just to see that we're ahead of the game. So when the real health inspection came, we were flying, you know, through with flying colors, but they would go to this, the, the sushi bar and they would, they had this giant wooden bowl. I mean, it was huge. It was probably six to eight feet in in diameter and they would make rice for the entire week or the entire day. Sticky rice. And these people with the health department, that's a porous bowl and it could cause. I'm like, the sushi guys know what they're doing. They're freaking sushi chefs. <laughs> I mean, maybe in their culture, that wooden bowl, which you think is porous, can do the job. Typically, it did. No one was getting sick from the freaking raw fish because they knew how to prepare it. But your average idiot walking in is the health department's going to say, hey, uh, that doesn't fit the standard because you can't have any porous cutting boards or porous bowls. It's not a one-size-fits-all operation with the health department who's overseeing, what, hairdressing salons to uh, restaurants to, I mean, it's just, and they don't understand the finite nuances of some of the businesses that they're regulating with their licensing. But they are suddenly the authority, I guess, because they're issuing the license. But why is government licensing always being imposed? Because they just think government is the answer. That's the problem with we're going to get into examples of government policy where they think government's the answer and it actually blows up in their face. But think about coronavirus season. You know, we're already heading back into it. But think about all of the businesses that lost their business license. Restaurants and bars that because they lost their business license, because they weren't following the mandates, which weren't law, they were just suggestions and recommendations by their state and localities, they lost their liquor license. Do you know how hard in the state of Virginia it is to get a liquor license? There's only so many. They do that on purpose. They don't want bars and and, uh, clubs every five feet. So they have a certain amount, a finite amount And I've known of bars that had to sit three years serving beer and wine, even though they had great menus and could barely get a crowd in there because they weren't serving the liquor. 
And it was only because they had to be on a waiting list, vetted, and they had to finally get approval. Uh, well, what happens if they just go, you're not wearing the face diaper because the Delta variants come back around. We're just going to yank your business license. Oh, crap. You can't operate without a business license. So we're going to take your liquor license away, too. That may require you to go back through the, the hoopla and, the, and jump through the hoops and do the dog and pony show for the next three years as you have zero revenue and you go out of business. I mean, that's that's what we're looking at. So Miss Sierra thinks that government licensing is going to cure the dog grooming industry. Isn't that sweet? Isn't that cute? Yeah. Again, Sierra's hot, but she's an idiot. And that's the type of chick I would have dated back in the day. I would have met her on out at a bar or met her in a grocery store and been like, hey, you want to hang out sometime? Here's my number. And then you date her and she starts talking. I think we should license dog grooming no bye check please check (laughs) i mean i'm out of here and of course she would have probably stalked me driven by my house a couple times trying to see if i'm out with another girl or whatever and i would have blown her off but you know this goes to what will happen when licensing is implemented it doesn't go away government policy gets implemented it never leaves That's why you fight it before it gets implemented. That's what we did with Obamacare. That's why we don't want universal basic income, which they're trying to construct and massage into a child tax credit. You know, because once they get that gravy train rolling, it doesn't end. You can't rip it out. Although you can, it's just no one has the political will to do it. Like Obamacare, you know? We told you that before they shoved it through, that it would never be repealed. It would never be removed. Think about what happened recently. The Supreme Court dismissed challenge to Obama-era health care law, preserving coverage for millions of Americans. That's how they wrap it up. Never mind all the millions of Americans who lost their coverage through the implementation of Obamacare because of the grandfathered clause and where your old plan didn't Uh, Your old plan changed, and because of that, it wasn't grandfathered in, and so people that had cancer and, uh, you know, pre-existing conditions, they just lost their coverage, and then when they got new coverage, the deductible was so high, they would never meet the deductible, and then the tax, uh, you know, the code was updated in the tax code so that even though you would have gotten a deduction because you paid so much out of pocket for medical expenses, we're going to raise the floor for the first time in the history of the tax code to 10% of your adjusted gross income because we know the deductibles, deductibles are going to be so high and, and you'll, never, you'll never meet the deductible, so you'll pay out of pocket and then pay for insurance you'll never use. Three support, Supreme Court justices, an entire year of a GOP majority, yet we're still stuck with it forever. Think about it. We had Paul Ryan's Congress... Republican-controlled House and Senate under the first year, two years of, of Trump, zero. Oh, we just take the mandates away. Oh, it'll collapse on itself. That's what they said. No, it won't. Oh, but we got Brett Kavanaugh, and we got Gorsuch, and we got Amy Coney Barrett. Nope. All disappointments. And I said it back in 2012 in a tweet that I put out to Greta Van Susteren. Just like Fast and Furious, Saturday night votes in Congress, ramming the health care law through that no one will read means no one will pay and it will never go away. And these are the policies 
that leftists put upon us. And in doing so, they destroy the healthcare industry and cause you to pay out the behind. Not only that, they get free reign of your health choices. That's the control aspect that they love so much. Because then they'll say, well, we can't have you overloading our healthcare system because you're overweight, you like too much sugar in your soda, you like 24-ounce sodas when you should only be given an 8-ounce one, you eat too much beef, you know, we need to get you on the impossible meat, which is actually not even as good health-wise for you as actual beef. The plant-based impossible burger crap is not nearly as healthy, but we're going to force you to that because we don't want, you know, the cows farting and messing with the climate and whatever. Because the freedom has to be taken away from you and has to be controlled by them. That's what the lockdowns are all about. They're pushing lockdown 2.0. They're talking about these vaccines actually exacerbating coronavirus, the Delta variant. And then they're turning around saying, well, we all got to have the vaccine because our healthcare system requires it. You know, and it's all about control. We'll get into light rail, but if you think about it, it really boils down to, well, if you're on a light rail train and you're dependent on light rail as your transportation, if they decide to lock down again, what do they do? Well, we'll just, uh, we'll have the police patrol the streets, make sure you're staying in your home, but then we'll just shut down your only mode of transportation. Well, now you don't have the control. You did have control when you had your own vehicle, your own mode of transportation that you controlled. Think about what happens when they get into driverless cars, the Google car. So now, let's say you're going to the January 6, 2030, stop the steal, peaceable assembly on the National Mall because they rigged the election again. And you get in your driverless Google car. Well, big tech Google was a part of stealing the election, and they don't like the fact that you may question your government and they want to put you on a list along with Facebook and Twitter to send over to the Department of Justice. So as you're driving with your friends to peaceably assemble using your constitutional First Amendment rights, your Google car will then, eh, it'll just decide by the people controlling it, Google, to take you off of your path and derail you so that you miss the protest and you can't be a part of the groundswell of dissent against your government under peaceably constitutionally protected measures. That sounds crazy, doesn't it? But hey, if they want to go ahead and take off doctors who are giving real medical facts against COVID and just banish them from the web, if they want to shadow ban, you know, influential political opinions, well, they can do that with your Google car. And, you know, the fact that you lost control, you know, yeah, it may be a little bit more inconvenient. You may have to pay attention and learn how to drive and hold a steering wheel. And you can't look at your phone and check out and do a crap ton of things at the same time, because technologically it would be a little bit easier and would be more beneficial if it was used in the proper manner. You may have to be inconvenienced to control your own way. But guess what? You're control in your own way. You're utilizing your freedom. It's not the case when you allow technology to just become the thing that drives everything and you take advantage of it. Right, Alexa? Right, Cortana? Right? You know, whatever the Google assistant that's in your house that, yeah, I want to turn my temperature up, but it's listening to you and it's recording you. And if you say things against the almighty dear leader president, 
well, you might be written up and flagged for the FBI to come to your house because you're a, a white supremacist right wing nut job. This is Adrian Slade. All right, welcome back. Now, we're going to take a slight little detour here before I get into more of my rants on leftist control and how some of the measures that they're pushing out there, they do it under false pretenses. But the ultimate reason is control. Uh, we want to take a moment to think about a woman in Shakopee, Minnesota. Um, she was beheaded. 55-year-old American um, Mafalda Thayer. And you know what was really crazy? It was in broad daylight. It's like middle of the afternoon. This guy out the this guy filmed it from I guess his kitchen uh, out the window. This guy pulls up and just takes her head clean off. And apparently she was a My Pillow employee in broad daylight. This is from Newsmax. A 55 year old woman was beheaded in broad daylight in Shakopee, Minnesota, a suburb of Minneapolis. The victim. Uh, Mafalda Thayer was an employee of MyPillow, according to Fox 9 Minnesota. Alexis Saborit, 42, also of Shakopee, was reportedly in an abusive long-term relationship with her, and he was arrested on suspicion of second-degree murder, according to the Shakopee Police Department. Um, so we want to be thinking of her and her family, thoughts and prayers, and we really, you know, we get so wrapped up in coronavirus and COVID-19 hysteria and panic porn that, uh, and with China, China's growing threat against our sovereignty. Um, we cannot forget what's happening in little Mogadishu and all of these little no-go zone enclaves in America of transplanted jihadists posing as, uh, refugees with the likes of, uh, uh, Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib as their surrogates in Congress fighting for communism and pro-Palestinian enclaves and uh, and calling us Islamophobics for pointing out all of the atrocities that are being committed in the name of their religion against innocent people. But let's keep her in our thoughts and prayers. So government's losing control on the grip that it had for the last two years of coronavirus or two and a half or a year and three quarters, I guess of coronavirus control. Um, let's get an update since now that they're trying to reboot lockdowns across the globe and trying to tell you that all that stuff that you did taking the vaccine, uh, was all for not let's get an update, a before and after a shot and chaser update from Michael Rappaport. Take it away, Mike. Right now we are dealing with a pandemic of the unvaccinated. It is a pandemic of the unvaccinated, okay? You're listening to these dummies on Fox News who are questioning and ridiculing and criticizing the vaccination. Every single person that you watch on Fox News, Tucker Carlson, down to the bottom, are vaccinated. They have a passport system to work on Fox News, you listen to pig dick Donald Trump, who would not be alive. Dick stain Donald Trump would not be alive today if he was not the president. They had to resuscitate that fat pig. They, they airlifted that slob like a sick whale off the Gulf Coast and saved his life. And then he got the vaccine. And you're listening to him? 
the Dallas Cowboys have more players that are not vaccinated than any other team in the NFL. America's team, how about them boys? Are you dumb? You're an offensive tackle for the, for the Dallas Cowboys. You're not a scientist. Don't listen to these people. Get your vaccine. ICUs are filled up right now with unvaccinated dumb Okay? Get your vaccine. We have a pandemic of the unvaccinated. All right? Okay, that's your pandemic of the unvaccinated. Uh, hospitals are overflowing shot. Now, let's take the Michael Rappaport chaser. I, uh, I just watched uh, Tony Fauci and CNN and Fox uh, tell me that people with the vaccine, vaccinated people, are now spreading the coronavirus. A couple of weeks ago, a couple of days ago, I was a Yes, I'm vaccinated. Yeah, you little sticker. Yay, I'm vaccinated. Be a hero. Be vaccinated. I went from being a hero because I'm vaccinated, and now you motherfuckers are calling me a super spreader? I ain't no fucking super spreader. Figure this shit out. <laughs> Sad trombone going out to the guy who was supposed to reboot TJ Hooker, TJ Hooker part two on True Romance. <laughs> this guy is so insufferable. God. So what's old Mikey crying about? Mikey, he don't likey the fact that the vaccinations aren't working against the Delta variant, right? That's the new thing that's been happening. Listen to Emerald Robinson from uh, Newsmax as she talks to the, uh, the White House... Principal Deputy Press Secretary Corinne Jean uh, Jean Perry. A question: well, How do you test when that is the dominant strain in an area when people just test whether they're COVID positive? Well, we don't, we don't, we don't test the, we don't test it. We listen to public well, health and scientists, and they tell us it, that it's the Delta variant. Their for that? I I don't even understand why would they explain? How do they explain their process of how they're determining it's the Delta variant. I mean, that's what they are telling us. I laid out why, why they, I laid out how contagious it was, and I laid out why uh, why we needed to act on the Delta variant. I, I laid that, out that a lot of why the answers we get is because they say so without a lot of. Well, they're the experts. It's not. It's not just they. These are scientists. These are experts. I just said that. Hold on one second. I hold on one second. I just said that Dr. Lewinsky said just recently in her 20-year uh, career she had never seen a a variant that was so contagious. So this is 20 years of her career. So this is absolutely, absolutely a, a major, major problem that we are trying to deal with. That's why we heard from the president yesterday. That's why we keep talking about people need to get vaccinated. So that is, that is, the, that is the way that we're trying to move in this administration, making sure that we are protecting uh, people here, making sure that we're dealing with this pandemic in a way that is effective. And that's how we're going to move forward. I'll take another question. So they don't even really know if they're testing the actual Delta variant or if they've even 
detected the Delta variant. We don't even know if that's a thing. But then on top of that, oh, yeah, trust the experts. Just trust them. Trust the experts. Yeah, the experts are telling us now that you have to wear a mask along with being vaccinated. Let's listen to one of these experts, Mr. Fauci himself. So it's quite understandable, Neil, why local authorities are now saying, good that you're vaccinated, but in a situation where you have people indoors, particularly crowded, you should wear a mask. Uh, Yeah, that's not what he said the other day. Not too long ago, he made it seem like, yeah, you take the magic jab and then you get to go back to life and... Everyone else will have to catch up once they get their jab. Yeah, listen to this blast from the past uh, week. The new guidance on masks is confusing people a little because two weeks ago, the CDC said that people who had been vaccinated were safer while wearing masks. Now there's new guidance. What changed in that period? Well, what's happened has been an accumulation of data, John, uh, showing in the real world effectiveness of the vaccines. It is even better than in the clinical trials, well over 90% protecting you against disease, number one. Number two, a number of papers have come out in the past couple of weeks showing that the vaccine protects even against the variants that are circulating. And thirdly, we're seeing that it is very unlikely that a vaccinated person, even if there's a breakthrough infection, would transmit it to someone else. So the accumulation of all of those scientific facts, information and evidence brought the CDC to make that decision to say, now, when you're vaccinated, you don't need to wear a mask, not only outdoors, but you don't need to wear it indoors. So which is it, fraud? She is it? That you are vaccinated so you don't need to wear the mask? Or are you vaccinated because you do need to wear the mask? Uh, The science is settled, right? And that would climate change scientists say, oh, the science is settled. Well, then we've got the most insane ramblings of all. This is the former Planned Parenthood director uh, after Cecil Richards, who was driving her Lamborghini paid by baby parts, uh, the sale of baby parts. Um, This is the uh, follow-up director who was fired because she doesn't she wasn't pro uh choice enough she wasn't pro planned parenthood enough uh, listen to her talk about mask and and vaccinations and how you can be vaccinated and hang out with other vaccinated people but you can't be vaccinated and hang out with unvaccinated people even though the vaccination is supposed to protect you from all the things the unvaccinated would give you Listen to this moron. Are paying a price for the actions of the unvaccinated. Because what we know is that the vaccinated are very safe around one another. So the two of you, all of us, if we're vaccinated, we're safe around each other. But if we're vaccinated and we're surrounded by a whole bunch of unvaccinated people, especially in areas with high coronavirus transmission, there's going to be spillover. And that's what we're seeing, that we're seeing vaccinated people also get infections. Now, they tend to not be severe infections, which points to the effect of the vaccine, but it's possible that especially with the Delta variant, we could still get ill, we could pass it on to our family members. And so I think it's really important that vaccinated people stop thinking that we're fully protected. And then we follow it up with the Surgeon General basically telling us, you know, if you're outside, you go home, you're vaccinated, your kids aren't vaccinated, in your house, wear a mask. Listen to this insanity. Uh, For example, if you happen to have a lot of interaction with folks who are unvaccinated, let's say you're a parent like me, who has young children at home who are not vaccinated, that's a circumstance where being extra cautious and wearing that mask, uh, even if you are fully vaccinated, uh, wearing wearing it outside when you're in indoor public locations is an extra step to protecting those at home. Okay. And then Tweedledee and Tweedledum from the CNN network, 
Don Lemonhead and uh, Chris Cuomo, who takes uh, baths and bleach to combat the coronavirus. Listen to them talk about vaccinations and how you shouldn't be allowed to go shopping. You shouldn't be allowed to go see entertainment. Shouldn't be allowed to be in public without being vaccinated. Don't get the vaccine. You can't go to the supermarket. Don't have the vaccine. You don't show it. Can't go to the ball game. Don't have the vaccine. Can't go to work. You don't have the vaccine. Can't come here. No shirt, no shoes, no service. That's where I think we should be right now because we continue to waste our breath on people who are just not going to change. They're, you know, the circular logic. They just keep going back and saying, well, it's my freedom. It's whatever. Yeah. Tell that to somebody who is uh, severely immunocompromised that may ha- have ad- adverse reactions to the coronavirus vaccination. That isn't a vaccination. It is just a therapeutic that helps you fight coronavirus should you get it. A vaccination would mean that it stops it and it would just, you know, you're, you're immortal. You are the, Im- you have the immunity defense. You know, you, you are immune from catching it. So then you can go out in public and not wear your mask because then you won't give it to anyone else, even though, even though CDC is saying you will. That's amazing. But of course, our Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, she wouldn't go out and out people who aren't vaccinated. This is what she she said months ago, back when I think it was back when Trump was still in office, because she wanted to be able to play the game of, well, if Trump gets the vaccine out there and you take it, you may want to go on with normal life. And if you don't want to take it because you don't like the fact that Donald Trump is the reason behind the vaccination therapies then you, uh, we won't out you for it, even though now they will out you for it. We cannot require someone to be vaccinated. That's just not what we can do. It is a matter of privacy to know who is or who isn't. I can't go to the Capitol physician and say, give me the names of people who aren't vaccinated so I can go encourage them to, or make it known to others to encourage them to be vaccinated. Uh, so we can't, we can't do that. And see, their messaging has been all over the place. And in fact, the news has been all over the place recently, which is the unintended consequences of liberalism and progressivism, statism and socialism, because they use certain institutions that are designed to be impartial and have its own credibility based on its performance, based on its stature based on what its role is in society and within the bureaucracy and with, uh, you know, everyday life, CDC, uh, the WHO, uh, any of these institutions, the AMA, you know, American Medical Association, they're all supposed to have this non-political bipartisan standard. And the left needed to weaponize them to force you into lockdowns, to force you into destroying your own business, to force your kids into mental health illness because they're having to jettison from their school inside their home for fear of catching the coronavirus. And they had to do that power grab by weaponizing the CDC, the AMA, all these other institutions, FDA, and now they have no more credibility. And the press hasn't helped either because they've been fully behind it. The, pol- the politicians have been fully behind it. 
There's no more credibility. I mean, look at this. New evidence suggests COVID vaccine may actually spread the virus. NBC News report, which was deleted from a USA Today article. Alex Berenson said, in case you didn't notice, the mRNA vaccines are now by far the highest annual selling and most profitable product in the history of Big Pharma. Pfizer is expecting 300 and well, no, 33.5 billion in vaccine sales and almost 10 billion in profits this year. But unless I'm mistaken, that hugely understates the real profits in margin because Pfizer is calculating its profits after the 50-50 split with BioNTech Group. In other words, the companies will actually split about $20 billion in profits on the $33.5 billion in sales. Um, yeah, another article. CDC reverses indoor mask policy saying fully vaccinated people and kids should wear them. Quote, still some vaccinated people could be carrying higher levels of the virus than previously understood and potentially transmit them to others. Unbelievable. And I was thinking that this might have been the reason when I started hearing about Chile. In Chile, probably about four months ago or so, four or five months ago, the news article stating that they were using the Chinese vaccinations or, or therapies, gene therapies, uh, and their numbers were spiking. And I remember making the joke to somebody over the phone. I said, it's almost like they're just in mainlining coronavirus directly. I mean, it sounds like it because you're taking it. All of a sudden, everything shoots through the roof. I mean, it's, it's really unbelievable that USA Today was citing unnamed officials aware of the deci- uh, decision to Go back to masking reported that it comes after new data suggests vaccinated individuals could have higher levels of the virus and infect others amid the surge of cases driven by the Delta variant of the coronavirus, which we still don't even know if they're identifying the Delta variant. But, you know, that doesn't matter to some people because it doesn't seem to matter to the uh, mayor of Chicago. Yeah. Beetlejuice. Um, she was actually, she delayed the new coronavirus Delta variant restrictions because Lollapalooza was beginning. She's hanging out with Perry Farrell from Jane's Addiction and some other person and they're taking selfies and, you know, even though they're running around New York Times is saying the Delta variant is as contagious as chicken box and may be spread by vaccinated people as easily as unvaccinated. An internal CDC report says... And then they go so far to have this. A third of white-tailed deer tested in four states during a federal study has been exposed to the coronavirus. The percentage was the highest in Michigan, where 60% of the animals tested positive for antibodies. Well, maybe we can get that chick, Dr. Betty Burnett. This chick was online talking about how the hospitals are overrun and she's working the front lines. She's a veterinarian. So unless the animal hospital is crowded with snow leopards that we found out one of them tested positive because the snow leopard had a cough. Um, Unless that is happening, she's not working the front lines unless they're so out of people that they have to start pulling veterinarians to come in and help. I don't think we're at that level. It's not walking dead, a quiet place level where, you know, you have to go to the veterinarian because he's the only one alive because all the other doctors have been eaten or have been bit and they have turned um, and somebody needs medical help. So you're going to have to go 
to a veterinarian, or maybe there's a, a, an entire gang of mafia members who were bitten uh, by the Delta variant, and they need to get treatment, but they can't go to a regular hospital because they're gonna do. They're gonna need to Richard Kimball that crap like the fugitive and go backdoor veterinarian style and uh, get all vaccinated up that way. But these institutions have knifed themselves. Look at the. This is from WebMD, the American Medical Association. Sex should be removed as a legal designation on the part on the public part of birth certificates. Well, then that makes that whole industry compromised. The American Medical Association is going to turn around and say that we should get rid of the gender on your birth certificate, the sex, if you're male, female. All these institutions are being compromised by leftist. Unintended consequences of leftism and statism. Here's another nearly 1.6 billion disposable mask polluted oceans in 2020 and it will take 450 years to decompose that's from john solomon just the news um unintended consequences you've got to wear the mask you've got to wear them but then they're going to end up in the ocean because the disposable mask i find them in the parking lots all the time i see them on sidewalks people just chuck them down uh, unintended consequences. There's your climate change uh, people not giving a crap about the fact that you've littered the ocean with disposable masks, but yet we're supposed to pretend as though we need to clean up after the environment. It, it looks almost like an Antifa Black Lives Matter protest. You know, it's not a Tea Party protest. We clean up after ourselves. Streets are impeccable. I mean, you could eat off of them. Not that I would. And then, of course, just like the mayor of D.C. postponing coronavirus restrictions just because, you know, we, we have to wear the mask. The Delta variant's coming back. And you, even though you're vaccinated, which isn't a vaccine, you need to wear the mask. But we're going to put that on hold until we have God knows how many thousands of people rock out to Jane's addiction. And then we're going to go back to doing the mask. Okay, that makes sense. Not 24 hours into the indoor mask mandate, the D.C. mayor, Merle Bowser, officiated an indoor wedding in, in Adams Morgan and stayed with the party with hundreds of fellow maskless guests. Like Jesse Kelly said, none of the people telling you to worry about the coronavirus are actually worried about coronavirus. And so they don't care about you. They care about themselves. So they're not going to follow the same lockdowns. Listen to the leader of the Philippines. Talk about super spreaders. Michael Rappaport will love this guy. This guy, listen how much he cares about the people that are unvaccinated. You'll be escorted back to your house because you are uh, a walking spreader. Let's give it to the people who want it. Those who do not want it, well, for all I care, you can die anytime. Yeah. Eh, you can go die. That's the kind of leadership the leftists have. They're totalitarians. I think a lot of people are starting to figure it out. I'm seeing posts from ex-liberals online, and I can only tell this because I can search through their history, and you can tell they're posting things that liberals post. 
And they're turning around and saying, um, this is uh, insane. These, these people are tyrants. And people are revolting. Thousands protest in Berlin against COVID restrictions despite a ban on authorities. The police try to regain control with punches, batons, and pepper spray. Then you have in France, in Nice, tons of people hitting the streets. Not to mention what they've done in Australia. Australia is unrecognizable. Went to my local supermarket and the police were issuing fines for the smallest, most trivial reasons. It's a dark time to be an Australian heartbreaking. It's really unbelievable. They even banned Sky News Australia's uh, uh, YouTube account for putting out the truth on coronavirus. Australia sends in the army to enforce its zero COVID lockdown. Soldiers and police will patrol Sydney alongside helicopters with blaring sirens telling people to disperse or they will get fined. Yet they had, what, nine COVID deaths last week? Nine? And we're shutting the nation down for this? This is the unintended consequences of statism and progressive liberalism. They want control. That's all this is. We have to stand and fight against the control because they're pushing it down. Google, Netflix, Twitter, Facebook, all these companies are demanding their employees get vaccinated. But not, the, not any of the union employees. Disney has their hourly employees and salaried employees, but the non-union ones only, right? The post office can't even get their union uh, employees to be mandatory uh, vaccinated because it's not about safety. It's all about control. These are all unintended consequences of liberalism. I'm Adrian Slade. Thanks for tuning in. Check out the podcast, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Spreaker. Tune in, iHeart. You can also check out the blog, adriansladeshow.com. Get the streaming channel in your Roku streaming store. It will be updated soon. I know I'm a little behind on that, but we're going to get that updated. Roku, search Adrian Slade Show. And you can donate. Adrian Slade, go to search Adrian Slade and anchor.fm or you can go to anchor.fm slash Adrian Slade slash support call to be on the show one nine two nine go go USA God bless